everybody. Welcome to our uh, virtual church. And we just call you blessed today. We want to welcome our friends and family uh, from New Covenant Ministries Church. Missed you guys like wild. Can't wait to see your faces again in person. Um, and we want to just thank you for allowing us to come into your homes today in Jesus' name. So we're going to get ready to receive an offering today. And uh, woo, we enjoy that. I'm going to read to you out of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verse 6 in the Passion Translation. Uh, and it's, I love the title of this because it's called Hilarious Generosity. Hilarious Generosity. We're all hilarious givers in our church. We're a, bunch of, we're a church of a bunch of givers here too. And uh, it's so good. And in verse 6 it says, here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit, that is you, will reap an abundant harvest. That is you. Let giving flow from your heart, not from, from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely, freely from the joy of giving. All because God loves hilarious generosity. Woo! Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you'll have more than enough. Of everything. We serve a God who is more than enough. And he wants to make sure that you have more than enough of everything, every moment, and in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing that you do. In verse 9, just as the scriptures say about the one who trusts in him, because he has sown extravagantly and given to the poor, his or her kindness and generous deeds will never be forgotten. Never be forgotten. What a cool thing. And we've been talking about... Um, a lot about faith and a lot about confession. So let's say a couple of things. Uh, are you ready? Say this with me. I'm increasing. I'm multiplying. Thank you, Lord, for supernatural provision. Thank you for miracles. We are receiving every day. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is pouring out. Because we're sowers, we are furnished in abundance. Come on, in abundance for every good work. We receive. Come on, say it after me. We receive jobs, better jobs. Come on, raises, bonuses, checks in the mail, checks in the mail. Interest and income. Supernatural wealth transfer in the name of Jesus. And if you saw this and you believe it, say amen with me and just shout for a minute. Woo! Glory! Hallelujah! We do serve a good God. He's a generous God. And he wants to overflow you today. So as you sowed your seed, just sow it in faith, believing that you receive when you sow. Hallelujah. So if you're giving online, uh, give to, uh, you just check us out at newcovenantchurch.ca. Click on the donate button and follow the instructions. If you're mailing in our checks, uh, if you're mailing in checks here, our P.O. box is P.O. Uh, box 28063, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. B as in boy, 2W, 6E as in elephant, 2. Woohoo! And we're going to be here on Wednesdays from 10 to 2 if you want to take advantage of our paid uh, system that we have here as well. So you could drop your offerings off that way. So we have um, a lot of ways to get to, uh, for you to sow. So we just thank you for doing that. And we just call you blessed today. Believe or receive when you pray.
Hallelujah. So are you ready to get into some word today? Amen. So um, by way of review, we're going to go over Pastor Gary's New Year's revelations that he has. Uh, there's five of them. And uh, number one, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. And especially at a time like where we are right now, you need to be listening to the prophets of the land, but your prophet, the one that you've been listening to, the one that sows into your life, you listen to that prophet. So why? So shall you prosper. Number two, fear not. Get the fear out. Right now, fear is running, trying to run rampant, but not here. Not here. We're fear free. We're faithful. Full of faith. Amen. Number three, uh, we are complete in him. We are complete in him. As he is, so are we. Complete. Uh, number four, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is his good pleasure to bless us, to give us the kingdom of God. Woo! Number five, be steadfast, be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that, uh, that your, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Never. And I have five bedrock rock truths, bedrock, bedrock truths uh, that I want to share with you again by way of review. Number one, God cannot lie. It is impossible for him to lie. Number two, his word is true and we can trust him. Number three, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Number four, as he is, so are we in this world. And number five, God is a good God. Say it again. God is a good God. Just say it one more time. God is a good God. Amen. So in Luke 137, it says, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. No thing shall be impossible with him. In the Living Bible, it says, Every promise from God shall surely come true. American Standard says, For no word from God shall be void of power. Not one word. And, uh, and I, I love what it says here in the Passion Translation. Not one promise from God is empty of power. Amen. For nothing is impossible with God. Hallelujah. So, um, review is over. But faith comes by hearing. And the more that you hear it, the more that you believe it. The more that you believe it, the more that you receive it. Amen. So, um, I was thinking about this. And <clears throat> um, this came to mind. So, when, when you are going through a tough time. We go through tough times. And it says, so when you're going through a tough time, I want to remind you today, uh, there's two words that have been floating around um, on the inside of me. And, and it's, it's this, be strengthened. Be strengthened. The title of this message, be strengthened. Amen. So we're going to start in, uh, uh, let's go to John chapter 10, verse 10. Woo! I almost heard you. <laughs> John 10, 10. It says the thief comes not but to, uh, for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. If there's something that's stealing, killing, and destroying in your, in your life, it's from the thief. Who is the thief? That's the devil. Just in case you didn't know. And we do know. Jesus says that I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. It would have been pretty cool if he just said, uh, I've come to give you an abundant life. But he says, a more abundant life. That's a biggie-sized life. He wants to biggie-size your abundance, what you, think for, uh, what you think abundance is for you. 
The Passion Translation says, a thief only has one thing in mind. He wants to steal, he wants to slaughter, and he wants to destroy. Jesus said, but I have come to give you everything, everything in abundance, more than you expect today. Life in its fullness until you can overflow. Life in its fullness till you overflow. He wants to overflow you today. Can you receive that? Woo! Come on now. Uh, let's go to Psalm 61. I'm getting excited already. Just getting started. Praise the Lord. Let's do this. Are you with me? Psalm 61, please. Verse 1. Are you there? Psalm 61, verse 1. Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. This is David. He's going through a hard time. He says, hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry unto you. When my heart is overwhelmed, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to the, when you feel overwhelmed, he will lead you to a rock that's higher than he is. It says, verse 3, for you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. And a tower, this strong tower is talking about being a, uh, it's an elevated stage, a, a raised up, a place of rest today. And the Living Bible says, for you are my refuge, a high tower where my enemies can never reach me. A place where you cannot be reached by the enemy. He's going to set you up on a rock. Listen to this in a passion. Oh God, hear my prayer. Listen to my heart's cry today. For no matter where I am, even when I'm far from home, I will cry out to you for a father's help. Even when I'm far from home. Those people that are far from home, far away, who, well, you think you're far away from him. Cry out for a father's help. He's there to hear you. Uh, when I'm feeble and overwhelmed by life, guide me to, into your glory where I am safe and sheltered. Verse 3, Lord, you are a paradise of protection to me. You lift me high above the fray. High above the fray. None of my foes can touch me where I'm held firmly in your wraparound presence. He's got you today. He's got you today. So you can be strengthened. Let's jo jump over to Psalms chapter 3, please. Psalms chapter 3. Verse 3. I love this. But you, O Lord are a shield for me. You are my glory and you are the lifter of my head. When you, see, he's, he's the lifter of your head. When you're feeling, uh, when you're feeling overwhelmed, he is going to be the lifter of your head. head. Head, he will lift you up. Verse four, I cried unto the Lord with my voice and he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah, Selah, think about that. He hears you. Verse 5. I laid down and slept. And then I woke, for the Lord sustained me. Verse 6. I will not be afraid of 10,000 people that have set themselves round about me today. 
Verse 7, Arise, O Lord, and save me. O my God, for you have smitten all my enemies upon the cheek bone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. So if he's broken the teeth of the ungodly, and the Bible says that in Peter, um, the devil goes around as a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour, but he's got no teeth, so you've got some lion trying to gum you. I said you've got some lion trying to gum you. He's got no teeth. He's got no bite. Hallelujah. It says that you have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Verse 8, salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. His blessing is upon his people. Selah. Again, think about that. Come on, the blessing is on you. The blessing is in you. The blessing is around you. The, the blessing is making room for you. Everywhere you go. Amen. Psalm 3410. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. Psalms 34. Ten. But the whole thing is so good. Let's start in just, uh, let's start in, in verse one. I will, as an act of my will, bless the Lord at all times. When times are good, I'm going to bless him. When times are not so good and I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm still going to bless him. Why? Because... His praise shall continually be in my mouth. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul, verse 2, my soul, my, my mind, my will, and my emotions shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of and be glad. Magnify the Lord with me. Make, the, make God bigger than your problem. Magnify the Lord with me. A lot of times we get into an overwhelmed. You want to magnify your problem, but that's not going to help you. When you make God bigger than your problem, you win every time. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Verse four, I sought the Lord and he heard me. Again, he hears. See, he hears you. Every time. So you never have to go around and say, oh, Lord, if you're here, oh, Lord, would you be with me? No, Oh, Lord, would you hear me? He hears you. He's with you. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you hanging. It's verse 4. I sought the Lord. He heard me and delivered me. When God delivers you, you are totally delivered. Amen? From all of your fears. That's a true enemy. Fear. Verse 5. They looked unto him and they were lightened. Their faces were not ashamed. See, there is no shame when, when, God start, when God is on the scene for you. There is no shame. Verse, four, uh, verse 6, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him, saved him out of all of his troubles today. Verse 7, the angel of the Lord camps round about them that fear him and delivers them. And, and I like this in verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed. Blessed is that person that trusts in him. Verse 9, O fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. There is no want, none at all. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Shall not want any good thing. God's got you. God's got you. Amen. Let's go to uh, Acts chapter 2, please. Acts chapter 2. 
Are you there? Verse 1. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord, with one accord, and in one place. I cannot wait till we come one, into one place again, where we all get a chance to hug one another and, and give each other high fives and slap each other and hug each other and just, you know, contact. Amen. Well, they were there. They were all with one, one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it, it says it, it should be he filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it, he sat on each one of them. So a lot of people get all freaked out when, you know, you get prayed for and you fall down. Well, he sat on them. You can't stand up when the Lord is sitting on you, the Holy Spirit sits on you, you're not going to get up. Sit down and enjoy it. He's got something to say. Don't get up so fast. He sat on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 5, they were dwelling at Jerusalem devout men um, out of every nation under heaven. And now when this was noised, Abroad, the multitude came together and they were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Verse 7, they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Behold! <laughs> Come on! There's going to be some things that are going to be happening that God's going to work through you that people are going to watch and look at you and say, Wow! Behold! In other words, look and see. Are not all these which speak Galileans? And now hear, how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? How is this happening? How can this be? Why is this be? What up be? Amen. Verse 12. And they were all amazed. They were all in doubt, saying to one another, what meaneth this? There's going to be some things that people are going to come up to you and say, what meaneth this? You laid hands on somebody that was sick, and they got up. What meaneth this? Amen. It's going to happen. They're all amazed and, when and in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. But Peter standing up, Peter stood up with the eleven and lifted up his voice and said unto them, you men of the Judea and all that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. Now, he said, hearken to my words. I got something to say. This very same pre Peter, just prior to this, uh, Jesus denied Peter, or <laughs> Peter denied Jesus three times. But now here he is standing up and he's telling these people, you listen to what I have to say. Amen. Back in Luke 22, I, I read this uh, last time I uh, spoke. A couple of last times. Anyways, in Luke 22, 31 and 32, it says, And the Lord said, Peter, Peter, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as of wheat. And Jesus said, But I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. Jesus is praying for us today that our faith doesn't fail right now. And he says, when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. I looked up the word converted. Listen to this. Listen to this. Converted. 
Having been adapted to be suitable for a new purpose. He's converted you. He wants you adapted to, to be suitable for a new purpose. To cause you change in form, change in character, and change in function. There's going to be a conversion over you. And over Peter. We see the conversion on him. Amen. The passion says, remember this. After you have turned back to me and have been restored, make it your life mission to strengthen the faith of your brothers. Make this your life mission to strengthen the faith of your brothers and sisters. That should be our life mission as well, right? Amen. Now to strengthen, listen to this. Synonyms for this. To make stronger, to build up, to make healthy, to nourish, to give a boost to. I like that. Come on. To give a boost to, to add fuel to, to give new energy to, and to crank up. We need to be cranking one another up. Come on now. When we get excited together, you just start feeding back and forth one another. You just get cranked up. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's get cranked. Amen. So, uh, um, Acts chapter 2, verse 36. Peter, the man, the converted man, the man that has been adapted, suitable for a new purpose man, a man that's been changed in form, character, and function. In verse 36, it says, Therefore, let all of the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this man Jesus, whom you've crucified, both Lord and Master. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts, and they said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? What shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, to your children, and to all that are far off. So people are saying the Holy Ghost is not for today. Um, what are you going to do with this verse? The promise is unto you to your children, and to all that are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. And verse 40, And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and that same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. 3,000 souls. Uh, 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 uh. It's good. It's good. Now let's jump over to Acts chapter 3, please. Verse 1. I love this story. It says, Now Peter and John went into, up together into the temple. They went to church quite often. At the ninth hour, at the hour of prayer, being the, the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, uh, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms? Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, and said, Look on us. 
Look at me. Why is it so many Christians don't want people to look at them? So many people want it. Well, I just want to be humble. They said, look at me. Why? Because they had something. It wasn't, it wasn't a prideful thing to look at me. They're saying, hey, no, 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 you pay attention to me. Get your eyes off of you. Get your eyes off of the situation. I've got something to give to you. That's what he did. Peter, fastening his eyes upon him, verse 4, with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive. What are you expecting to receive today? He was expecting to receive something of them. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Get up. Woohoo! He took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet, his ankle bones received strength. Be strengthened today. Immediately. The man never walked before. But as soon as they pulled him to his feet, Boom! Strength came. Get on your feet. Maybe you've been lying down too long. Verse 8, and he leaping up, he stood and walked, entered with them into the temple. They took him to church. He got healed. They took him to church. Woohoo! Walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God. Ha <laughs> ha. All the people saw him walking and praising God. Notable miracles. They're going to happen within us. We're believing it. We're expecting it. Listen to verse 9. Um, um, Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, verse 9. New Living Translation, it says it this way. All the people saw him walking and heard him pray. They heard him praising God. When they realized that he was the same beggar that, seen, that they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They are absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. And, and I, I like this in verse 12 because it reminds me of Larry Warnell. I thought when I read this, I thought, this is Larry. Verse 12, Peter saw this opportunity. Peter saw his opportunity and he addressed the crowd. Peter saw this as an opportunity to address the, the crowd. Larry does that all the time. He looks for opportunities to, to, to make Jesus big, to make Jesus famous. And he goes for it. Amen? And so should we. Verse 14. No, no, no. We're taking verse 12. Uh, and when Peter saw this, he answered unto the people, you men of Israel, why marvel at this? Or why you look so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we made this man to walk? We didn't do it. Verse 14, but you denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted to you. And you killed the Prince of Life, whom God has raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. We're witnesses. Verse 16, and his name, 
number one, through faith in his name, number two, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which is by him has given him this perfect soundness. Wow. In the presence of you all. Man. Now, verse 19, repent, therefore, be converted that your sins may be blotted out. And when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, times of refreshing are going to come from the presence of the Lord today. Amen. For you, times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. Always. Hallelujah. I like this in 319. It says this, repent, the, repent you therefore, be converted. Again, converted, having been adapted to be suitable for a new purpose, to cause you change in form, character, or function. But listen to this, that your sins may be blotted out. That when times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Refreshing. And, and that is uh, an, uh, an upskis which is recovery of breath, refreshing, a recovery of breath to relieve, to strengthen. And, and another word for this is revival. There is going to come times of revival from the presence of the Lord. Times of revival from the presence of the Lord. Amen. In Psalm 1611, it says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. Amen. It's a good place to be. Let's go to uh, Ephesians. Please go to the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. Ephesians 3, 17. Are you there? Again, times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. <laughs> In your presence is fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. And in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, the, the, the whole book is so good. But we're just going to take this part. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, and that you being grounded, rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints, with all the saints, what is the breadth and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. All of the fullness of God. Woo! Verse 20, now unto him that is able to do exceeding, come on, exceeding abundantly and above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. There's a power that's working in you. That's resurrection power. Amen. Refreshing. Come on. A recovering of breath that's going to hit you. That's revival. Recovered. According to the power that works in us, unto him be glory in the church. Glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages. All ages. So that means we qualify. Amen. World without end. Amen. Now let's jump over to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Verse 13. 
Peter got converted. Totally. So now <laughs> this is good. Um, Acts chapter verse 13. It says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, see what happened to them? Their conversion made them bold. And it says, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. You can tell people that have been with Jesus and that have been praying for a while because when you see them, they light up. They're lit. Their countenance is just mm, bright. And because you, you can tell those people that are going through, like that are just disconnected because they look gray. But here they saw, they took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. And verse 14, beholding the man which was healed, standing with them, they could say nothing against it. There are going to be, come on, there's going to be so, so many cool miracles and, and healings and stuff that people, they can't say nothing against it. All they're going to be able to say is, well, Jesus, come into my life and be my Lord. Amen. Verse 15, when they had commanded them to go outside, uh, aside of the council, they conferred among themselves. They debated among themselves. People are going to debate among themselves when they start seeing you operating in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Verse 16, saying, what shall we do to these men that indeed a notable miracle has been done by them uh, is manifested to all them that dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it. We cannot deny it. Verse 17, but it spread, but that it spread no further amongst the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth no man uh, to no man in his in this name. They didn't want to say Jesus' name anymore. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to listen to you <laughs> more than to God, you judge. You take it up with him. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. We can't, we can't stop talking about it. This is what we're called to do. New Living Translation says, we can't stop telling about everything that we've seen and heard. The message says, as for us, there's no question. We can't keep quiet about what we've seen and what we've heard. Passion says, it is impossible for us to stop speaking about the things that we've even seen and heard. When Jesus becomes real, that real into your life, and when he starts operating that real in your life, it'll be impossible for you to stay quiet. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. And so now, now the church is praying because Peter and John have been praying. Now the church is praying in verse 29, chapter 4, verse 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Grant unto your servants that with all boldness, come on, we should pray this over ourselves. With all boldness, we can speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal and that uh, signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. And when we pray... And when we pray, this place will be shaken together where we're assembled together and all filled again with the Holy Ghost and spake the word, word of God with boldness and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. One heart, one soul. Come on. It's awesome. Verse 33, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked. There is no lack. No lack. Woohoo! Listen to this in the Passion. Verse 29. Uh, no, actually, verse 31. At that moment, the earth shook beneath them. 
causing the building where they where they were in to tremble. Each each one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit. They proclaimed the word of God with unrestrained boldness. Unrestrained. Nothing holding you back. Come on now. Woo-hoo-hoo. Verse 32. All the believers were in one one mind. Were one in mind, one in heart. Selfishness was not part of their community. We have a community of <laughs> Come on, we're not selfish here. We're a bunch of givers. Amen? For they shared everything they had with one another. The apostles gave powerful testimonies. An apostle just sent one. You're sent. Testify. The apostles gave powerful testimonies about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great measures of grace rested upon them all. Man, are you ready for that? Can you add a couple more verses? Second Peter, please. We're getting ready to do our landing. Second Peter. Chapter 1. Hallelujah. Second Peter 1.1. 1, 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that I have tamed, obtained, obtained, like precious faith with us, through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be, multitude, uh, be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath, hath, that means has, already done, has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to virtue. Glory and virtue, whereby here, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these, these what? These great and exceeding precious promises, you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And that lust, that word lust means pressure. There's pressure all over the place. But we have a way of escape through these exceeding great and precious promises. Amen. Now listen to this in a passion. It says, this letter is from Simon Peter, a loving servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to those who have been given a faith as equally as precious as ours through the righteousness of God and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 2, may grace and perfect peace, perfect peace. Come on. May grace and perfect peace cascade over you as you live in the rich knowledge of God and of our Jesus our Lord. Verse 3, everything we could ever need for life and complete devotion to God has already been deposited in us by his divine nature. It's already deposited in you. Make a withdrawal today. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name, invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his glory, of his goodness. A glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price. You can't buy this. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. Man! (laughs) Amen! That is for us. Jude 24 and 25. Hey, Jude! Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. 
He's going to, he's, now unto him. He is able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless. He's going to present you faultless before the princes of his glory with exceeding joy. Woo! To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. The last verse, Romans 5.1, Passion Translation. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us, and now he declares us flawless. He declares us flawless in his eyes. Amen. Amen. We declare you flawless today. You're faultless and you're flawless today. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.